You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. It is so great to be back here on another episode with another interview from Sarhad. That's right, Sarhad Kalra. I know that I butchered his name a few times in the interview, but I have it right now, Sarhad Kalra. And he is, uh, I like to say a life coach. I don't know if that's what he says about himself. It's kind of like all around help for people. And I know that he works with a lot of men and he is all the way in India. So when we did this interview, it was uh, very late at night for him. And it was just great to have him on the podcast. So what did we talk about? Well, we went into a lot of different topics, but we stayed around the idea of you know tapping into your deeper self and looking at things on a deeper level and and understanding perspective, so to speak, in terms of how we look at things, how we look at rejection, how we look at the world. And Sarhad has a lot of just really wise things to say, which is one of the reasons why I had him here on the podcast. So I'm so excited to interview him and excited for you to listen. So why don't we just get right into it today? I'm going to just lend it off right over to the interview. And I hope that you enjoy. Here is my interview with Sarhad Kara. Hey, Sarhud, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic, Trip. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's really great to, to have you on the podcast. Uh, you're, you live in India, correct? Yeah, based out of here. What time is it over there? Right now, it's 12, 12 p.m. for me. It's going to strike 11 p.m. over here in the night in like, what, 15, wow. 16, 17 minutes. Well, I'm, I'm appreciative of you taking the time in your very <laughs> late night to, uh, to do this. <laughs> what was that? I'll send you the check. Okay, please. That'd be great. Yeah, send me the invoice and I'll, and I'll send you the check. Uh, yeah, no, it's great to have you on here. You, you are my first Indian guest. Thank you. So that's very exciting. And I really love the content that you put out there. You got a you. big following on Instagram. You got a big following on YouTube. And you've mm-hmm. been growing. And I just really appreciate your message. And that's why I wanted to have you here on the podcast. And you have one of the most intriguing Instagram bios of all time. <laughs> like really, you do. Which Thank is, you. and I quote, hold on, pulling it up. I could change your life with one conversation. <laughs> and that's just like, whoa, that's awesome. Thank and uh, I'm curious, maybe you can tell the guys your story, how you got into it, what you got into Mm-hmm. Um, you know, according to your your Instagram photos, you're living a a really great life, uh, mm-hmm. having a great time. You're very stylish. You're you're speaking at TEDx talks, mm-hmm. doing all kinds of things. There's a lot lot there. But first, are you just solely based in India? Do you do any traveling, or are you just mostly in India? I mean, I had actually moved out when I was 21, so I moved out, and then I was in a bunch of different places. I started off with the Dublin in Ireland. I was doing two master's degrees simultaneously from like different countries. So then that took me to a bunch of places, Austria, London, and uh, Budapest, etc. And then I started working as a strategy consultant after finishing these masters. And uh, that is the time when, you know, the lifestyle was something which I was aspiring towards because I had only, let's say, understood the physical or like what we could see 
and uh, you know things which shined or I thought were shiny, I was chasing after them. And I don't necessarily mean this in the context of money. I meant this even from the context of the ego, where you might think that you know having a serious-sounding job title makes you you know higher status in the social hierarchy. So I was I was chasing all those kind of you know different hierarchical levels and academics was like a really big part of that you know seeing from the family that I come from they're all uh, high achievers in their field and I'm like the first guy who uh, didn't go into science I studied commerce because at that time I was pretty bad in studies but then I improved myself and came here and during this entire time is when I was you know living that lifestyle where I was in a bunch of different places in Europe and you know it was pretty fancy and it was very attractive and it was obviously very beautiful as an experience even from the point of travel and then the move happened from that previous career to what I'm doing now is when uh, obviously the lifestyle also changed because now it's like India is the base and I'm trying to build a business which is kind of of the style of a digital nomad and uh, while being here I want to travel so I keep roaming around but right now I've been exploring Asia you know Cambodia Vietnam one by one I like to go to one place at a time and check it out and stuff like that. So that way the lifestyle has changed because the let's you know I was in the strategy consulting industry along with being uh, friends with the guys in investment banking. So like it was too posh back then and it was uh, kind of like that. But then it changed obviously as life changed. And after witnessing that kind of a lifestyle in a little taste, you also start witnessing other areas because you want to be welcome to that. That's how I came to doing what I'm doing now. And it's been a while and it's been a really fantastic journey because for me, the aim was much, much beyond dating. Like dating was one domain for which I became very, very popular in India because nobody else was kind of talking about it in, in as explicit a manner, let's say. And I was doing that. But then uh, I like wanted it to be a more holistic, wholesome approach towards masculinity. That is why like, I focus on a bunch of different things, but uh, it's been good. The you know the progress up until now has been pretty good. So yeah, that's great. So do people, you, are you a coach? Like, do people work with you? Yeah. So I've got like a personal coaching practice uh, with private clients, be it uh, you know based uh, online, uh, online coaching, or be it in-person coaching. That's like VIP or kind of thing. And then I've launched a platform which is basically. A method of me trying to disintegrate my message from the messenger because I didn't want people to attach the things that I was talking about to Sarath Kalra and who Sarath is. And I wanted them to try to try, you know, try it out without a face attached to it because like bias comes in and influence comes in. And India is a place where people really follow or imitate people, you know. Interesting. Bollywood or politics or stuff like that. And like they try to be like the person, like yes. people are trying to be like you instead of yes. necessarily taking the advice that you're giving. Yes, them. yes, yes. So you don't want them to be another Sarhad. You want them to be their own best version. And that's how I came up with the ideology of the free man that you want them to be a free man because the way my entire approach in life changed was when I realized that I want to earn freedom in my life and not money. For that, all these things which I've studied of different subjects from philosophy to you know psychology and stuff like that have allowed me to build this kind of a blueprint for masculinity that guys can walk upon. And for that, now we have an online platform, which is like a separate brand and a separate identity. And there's a brotherhood over there, which is like a social network of 
guys interested in being the best version of themselves. There's a university where there are courses. And then there's a, a store where we have our own merchandise and a library of book recommendations and stuff like that. So I'm curious, when guys come to you, mm-hmm. and you're saying that you can change their life with one conversation. Mm-hmm. What, what are you telling them? It's different, obviously, on a case-to-case basis. So, for example, the most uh, recent uh, guy that I had a conversation with as a coaching call was actually someone who got uh, engaged to another woman. And in India, it was actually an elder woman to him. And uh, that was one kind of, you know, off the track kind of thing. And the other thing was that this guy had totally been emasculated by the interaction up until now between them. And this is an arranged marriage we're talking about. All right. And in today's world, even arranged marriages don't hold the same sanctity that they used to during my parents' generation. Because, you know, that would be sacred once it's been done by the parents. But today, obviously, because of, you know, more freedom of everything and education and also the ability to divorce and stuff like that, based on whatever situation it is, like, India is kind of imitating the West. And, you know, we are having more and more single mothers. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing in the West, but like, when you're looking at humanity, you would want a child to be raised in a wholesome, holistic family. So stuff like that is also happening over here. This guy, for example, was getting engaged and uh, he had already been engaged, sorry. He had to try to understand that how will I ever be able to relate to this woman without having a power dynamic between us where she's always the more superior one. And that's because this guy had always seen men and women in a hierarchical view. And that's how he had grown up seeing society. And I explained to him as to the entire way in which his vision should now be seeing the masculine and the feminine at the same level. And there's no different levels of hierarchy between them. They're like, you know, polar ends of a spectrum and they come closer towards one another. So that's like the number one limiting belief which he needed to, or limited way of looking at the world which he needed to get rid of in order to just change the way he looks at a female, not just women or like that particular woman to whom he was engaged, but just females. Because, I mean, he had grown up in a small town, in a place like India, had no exposure to females. It's it's very different, actually, if you understand it from a cultural point of view as well in India. The awkwardness between the male and the female gender when it comes to the dance or dating between them. That's interesting. That's interesting how 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 different it is. You know, I'm curious. Do you coach any any guys from America? Yeah, actually, my first client was uh, not American, a Canadian client, <laughs> but still, uh, uh, I actually started off my practice. Yeah, I still started off like my practice like that. He's turned into a good friend now because uh, even with him, it could it completely changed because it was a guy in his mid thirties, and his marriage was like just dead, and uh, he had. You know, no attraction from the wife towards him. And that's again where the one conversation thing started. Because at that time, when I just launched, I used to give the first call for free. I was like, you know, try me out. Even though I believe that, you know, things which are worth it should have a value attached to them. But at that time, I was, you know, coaching people for free on Instagram DMs. And, you know, I was ready to take the first phone call. In a sales package of, let's say, two calls, the first one is free. If you don't like it, you don't take the second call and don't pay for it. You know, that kind of a model. It was, it was pretty great because uh, he's turned into a good friend now. His uh, situation has been reversed quite a lot. His wife now is attracted to him. They've actually started sleeping in the same bedroom because they stopped doing that for like two, three years. Wow. So, yeah. You helped you help him fix that. Yeah. my See, my concern was that in his situation, there were two kids already. 
you know, and and it's very like when I was studying all this stuff of in terms of the research papers and everything, because this is not what my professional education has been in, right? That's been in strategy and economics and stuff like that. But I've been reading all this stuff uh, where when I was, you know, not successful with women at all in the dating atmosphere, and that's how I started my studies into all this. And at that time, like when I used to study uh, all this, I started getting more and more interested into the roots of this, you know, that why are the social dynamics the way they are? And then you start understanding subjects like evolutionary psychology, where you get in Darwin and natural selection and everything. And then you understand that it's 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 crazy the way we are wired and the way we are, you know, dancing with each other. But like when you look at the statistics of how it plays out in society based on the culture, let's say India versus the U.S., like I read that in U.S., like over 50% of the children were growing up in single parent homes. And that was like something, you know, which actually wow. impacts me. I know That's mind blowing. Like I didn't know that statistic. Yeah, this was I think back in 2013 or 2014 that as well. So now it could be worse, I guess. I don't know. But the thing is that in India, there's a lot of influence coming in from the West. That's why a lot of the things which have happened in the West have started happening here in terms of the social phenomenon, you see, you know, like if you come to India and you, let's say, spend an evening with people in the age group of my parents and you spend an evening with people of like my age group, you won't even think we are from the same planet in a lot of situations. Like, you know, in the open areas. Explain that. For example, if I'm in the States, even for your parents, for example, you know, they know what dating is and they know that their son is going to go out with a girl. And in India, a parent cannot imagine that. And the reverse, even strongly for a woman, where the parents can't imagine, you know, at all. And I'm talking about the majority population of um, India. I'm, I'm not talking about the urban places like Bombay or Delhi or stuff like that. They're obviously, you know, the parents are also now more chill and they have come. The generation gap between the two has closed down. So... In that way, you know, for example, just to give you this particular example of, you know, just about they would be involved in your life to the level where they might know that, okay, now you are a girlfriend whom you're dating seriously and they know about the concept of dating. Here, it's not like that at all. My mom and dad got married by them getting sent photos of each other in black and white and that's how they received in an envelope and they had to say yes or no. <laughs> Is that how you're dating as well? <laughs> I wish. But in some ways, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, are you, yeah, are you, I mean, are you using, are you getting matched up or how, how are you doing it? So my family culture is like very, very different because they come from, uh, both of them come from military uh, families. My maternal grandfather was a freedom fighter. On my dad's side, all the males are doctors in the army, Navy, Air Force of India. So like the culture has been very cosmopolitan from the start. Like even they do not belong to the same class or caste, you know, they are different. Uh, like my mom is from a part in central India and my dad is Punjabi from where the Sardars come, the Sikh people. But the thing is, they're army families. So that's why, you know, the cultural match is similar because our culture is a little mix of Indian culture in uh, which the British left in our army because they were running it. It's different from the actual, actual Indians who are people who belong to certain places, like all the different states. And they're from there and they speak their own language. And, you know, like because India has... A, shit ton of languages you must be knowing that so everywhere is just different so that's how you'll even see the gap between generations of people whether it's our parents generation or whether it's us wow so it's so interesting how different it is you know yeah. and, and well you are halfway across the world it is a, yeah. you know, 11 30 at night by you but still it is it is very interesting the cultural differences there so yeah. 
I'm cur- I'm curious, you know, in, in terms of some of the more deeper mindsets mm-hmm. and some of the deeper troubles that, that guys come to you with. Mm-hmm. You know, what's some stuff that you tell them just in general about about I mean, I don't know anything. Like tell me like some of the things mm-hmm. that you tell guys that they come that you that the are the problems that you hear the most mm-hmm. from the guys that come to you and what kind of stuff that you tell them. See the number one problem which I come across commonly with the entire youth whether it is, you know, the people who are in the YouTube community and you try to read their comments or whether it is people in the personal coaching business, you notice this pattern that men do not have a path anymore in their lives, that they're, you know, shown or told that, you know, this is a path where if you walk, you get transformed from a boy into a man. That is especially true over here. In the West, at least you guys are more individualistic as a culture. So, you know, there is that, thirst for freedom and independence from the start. When you're, you know, growing up in your parents' house and then you guys move to get your own place. Here, it's very different. The thing is that Indian parents also kind of overprotect their children. And because of that, a boy remains a boy forever. And that is what translates into problems which appear in the form of symptoms, such as problems with women, dating, you know, having no personality, having no charisma, having no confidence, whatever it is. Those are all symptoms. They are not the problems. That is why like the ideology thing which I mentioned about the free man, it's like a blueprint which takes in bits and pieces of knowledge and experience and history from a bunch of different areas of subjects. And the simple aim or like the, you know, when you said the most common problem or the most common challenge is to give them a feeling of purpose in life. And that's not me giving them, but give them the importance of having a purpose, share with them that because that is going to act as the moral compass for them when they have to make decisions. Right now, they're making decisions such as, let's say, a guy's high school girlfriend is going now to a different college for her education, which is of a totally different subject, which this guy is not interested in. But in order to stay with her, he's going to go there because he's insecure. Otherwise, other girls are going to, other guys are going to go behind that girl and, you know, shit like that. I mean, that's the way the thinking is modeled. If you're looking particularly from a dating coach's perspective over here, it's women on a pedestal for most Indian guys because most Indian guys are like nice guys, you know, the nice guy syndrome. So, so, so these are the symptoms. Tell me more about the problem. I'm, I'm curious about that. You, you said a little bit about it. Yeah. What's the problem or where that, does it the stem number from? One, the number one problem is that they don't realize the importance of purpose and that stems from the fact that society has changed so much. Like if you look at Uh, a little bit of mythology or if you look at cultural anthropology, you know, our past as different tribes, there used to be rites of initiation. There used to be rituals which were significant of a man now becoming an adult who was worthy of, let's say, protecting the tribe, being a warrior for the tribe, as well as being worthy of a wife because now he could be considered someone who could protect his family and provide for it, etc., would know how to hunt. So they would do things like, um, I think I could give you the example of the movie 300 where the King Leonidas, where Gerard Butler, the main actor, when he's young, they show his childhood memory of he having to face the wolf. And it's a symbolic representation of coming face to face with the first enemy in life in order to know yourself better. And that is only going to happen when you come onto a path where you're going to be met with an obstacle. And that path has to be worthy enough that you take. So 
is going to test your grits, is going to test your bravery. And that is the first step towards shedding off the boyishness in you where if something went wrong, you could run to mama trying for help. But now you can't and you have to solve the problem on your own instead of, you know, being fed from all different sources. And that is how the journey begins. And then you get addicted in a way to having a life where you are facing obstacles, but you fall in love with obstacles in a way where you stop looking at them as obstacles and you look at them only as, you know, one experience after another without any judgment. But that is going towards, you know, a little bit of spiritual side of things. So not sure if your podcast is up for that stuff. <laughs> oh, no, it definitely is. Let's, let's keep going deeper. I think that sounds awesome. So yeah, I mean, the way, for example, our community or like the stuff which I've tried to share with these people or through the ideology is, you know, based on these different levels where on some levels you're trying to solve the most primal problems of a human being, which is the three simple things, which is money, health and relationships. You know, these are the three things which a human being ultimately worries about in the day. If you look at him from a survival point of view, money because of resources and, you know, health because otherwise he'll die <laughs> and relationships because he needs to reproduce. Uh, that's a survival and replication formula in his head. So the problems uh, start becoming visible in those spaces when guys face challenges there and then you solve it and then they start realizing how much better they could be, you know, if they had just tried or if they were shown this path that you have to go through some sort of ritual, which is going to be your decision. Like we don't tell you what to do, but we can guide you as a mentor, for example. And then once something like that happens, the guy realizes that, okay, I did not need to devalue myself as much as I did for a woman, etc. And then, you know, his self-confidence changes, his uh, way of looking at things changes, his freaking walk changes, the way he walks changes. And when those things happen, then you don't want his learning to stop over there. And that is why, you know, I don't talk solely about the dating dynamics or like I've never done the pickup artistry stuff or anything like that, but I've spoken about concepts from everywhere. But then you don't want a man's development to stop at the level of being able to attract a woman and, you know, maybe turn her into a girlfriend or maybe sleep with her or whatever the, you know, his objective is. You want his understanding of the world to expand beyond all this. And you want him to understand uh, things which will happen at the level where once he understands himself at a much deeper level, you know, like this was one layer of the surface which he dug through. But now if he digs deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper, he starts to realize more of his own, let's say, the Atma, which is the soul, as we call in our language. If you can realize that more, you start realizing more of others without even trying to. Because ultimately you realize that the force of life within all of you is the same. You know, it's just different expressions and different faces. But we are all uh, a force of nature and we have been given life and that is a gift that we could do anything with. So why just hold any perspective of any kind of a label such as I'm less value, she's high value, or this is negative and this is positive and stuff like that. Does that make sense what I'm talking about? Oh, sure. I mean, and guys do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Women do, we all do it all the time. We judge circumstances. We mm-hmm. label things. This is good. This is bad. You yeah. Know, we label things a lot based on our emotions. So yeah. we don't feel good, so it's bad. We feel yeah. good, so it's good, right? So that is a, is a very common way that we go about things. But you're saying, let's take the judgment out of it. Yeah. And let's look at things for how they are and not attach it necessarily to an emotion. 
or, yeah. or you tell me, is that is that my correct there? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, in one way. I mean, it's so many different ways in which, you know, all of this comes into being because uh, basically you're realizing more of the self, self with a capital S and it's not something which is a square or a circle or, you know, a room that you have to explore. It is, uh, it is unlimited and it is technically omnipresent and omniscient in a way. And you can just imagine it as a big sphere, which is gaseous and it's not, you know, ending anywhere. And you're just getting rid of the smoke slowly and slowly. You're just getting rid of the smoke and you're getting more clarity in your vision towards everything that you see past, present and future. You even stop, like you even change the way you're looking at time uh, because you realize past, present and future is a very bad, bad way of living life because we set ourselves up for disappointments in a way. And the fact that those don't exist. You realize yeah. that the past and the future don't exist because the future yeah. hasn't happened yet. I mean, right now is the future, right? Like the present is the future. Like right now yeah. is the future from you know two minutes ago, from one year ago. But the future doesn't exist because it's always the present. And the past yeah. only exists in our mind. Yeah. So, so that's the way I look at it. And so because yeah. of that, it, it, with that awareness, hopefully that, that brings you to, to remain more present and to mm. remain more in the moment that's happening. But now we're going super deep. Maybe you can tell <laughs> the guys, like, let, let's zoom out a little bit. Like, what, what is this, mm. how does this help anybody? Like, what, what's the point of knowing all this and understanding all this stuff? What does this help you with, really? <clears throat> I think it just makes the journey through life uh, much more relaxed, man. <laughs> it's like... Uh, <laughs> wow, simply put, simply put. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, for those who smoke weed, it's like, it's like taking a puff of uh, the soul or the Brahman, which is like the cosmos, for example, is just going to make you more relaxed. You know, the, like, let's say the physical experience that somebody who smokes weed goes through. It's similar to something like that, but now in a conscious sense, not just your physical sense of the way a plant is affecting your body, but this is the way your own perspective and your inner eye, let's say, the way you look at, like that voice in your head, like everything is changing. And it is not a temporary high. It's an, it's another evolution that you have gone through because when you're present here on this planet, right, you're evolving from one character to another as the years go by, as you see more, observe more and absorb more, all of that changes you and morphs you into the next version of you who you're going to be. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. That journey normally can be very, very painful for a lot of people, you know, because they resist to go from one character to another. They might be holding on and uh, that can be causing friction. And when that causes friction, it's going to hurt. That's why the pain happens through, you know, those different life transitions. But like, um, if they get rid of the concept of the past and the future, for example, that kind of pain would not happen because they wouldn't have these demarcations, you know, against which they could value what is positive, what is negative, what is good, what is bad, because that's also just their own realization. It's maybe not universally good or universally bad. It's maybe just their own perspective. So that entire complexity of overthinking, I think, gets solved the more you, as we say, try to become a free man, where you're free even of the thoughts that you have about yourself, where you're free even of the experiences that you've had. You've had them, you've experienced them, but you're not anymore attached to them. You are 
free in that particular way and you can that that way like try to actually experience life and all spectrums in as deep as an intensity that it can provide right as a as a free man as you call it yeah so let's talk about this because a lot of guys have trouble with the idea of rejection approaching a girl mm-hmm. getting rejected getting rejected from a girl they're dating getting rejected from a girl they're in the friend zone with mm-hmm. with all these mindsets that you're mm-hmm. speaking of or the free man that mm-hmm. you're speaking of how does the free man look at that now very simple fundamental of self improvement which is that there is no scarcity in the world there is no scarcity if you're rejected by one why would you let it hurt you so much as if that was the only one source of supply in terms of economics of the joy that you're craving or of the feeling that you're after you know whatever that experience is how can you value that another person at such a level where you think that they're irreplaceable you're living in a world full of 7 billion people and your mindset can't be that you know if i don't get this one i'll never get anyone or i can't get anyone else or stuff like that first of all stop thinking in the form of getting someone that's anyway a wrong way of looking at it but yeah that's how a guy would look at it where he would have a abundant mindset and realize that uh, first of all uh, a woman has the right to reject him everyone doesn't have to really like him no matter how good he might become even if he might become a dating coach for example and uh, number 2 it could be also because of any other stupid situation you know and maybe the girl was just not emotionally in a all right state whatever i mean it could be anything and uh, this guy doesn't need to take that entire load onto himself and reduce himself to such a small piece of shit that he thinks that you know he's, he can't get anything else and he can't get anything better so simple funda of like scarcity versus abundance Yeah, I like that. I preach that all the time too. I like yeah. the way that you stated that there too. Wouldn't that be great as a just as a free man mm-hmm. to to go through life that way, to not take rejection so seriously, to yeah. realize that you know what's interesting too is when it comes to men in India mm-hmm. and there was I was talking to another Indian man about this several years ago. I said, you know, I have Indian men reach out to me and they seem just they're they're such lovers you know mm-hmm. like they really fall for women very fast especially women that are not interested in them so i find that a lot of indian men who reach out to me have the problem of being in the friend zone they like there's this one yeah. woman they're, they're yeah. so do you find that as well yeah yeah for sure that's why i said why, like, the why most, is uh, that because i told you about the the way the parents bring them up the cultural about them not having a sense of self not knowing themselves properly and uh, because of that they just think that they can gain significance in society if they have a woman side uh, by their side like they that's how they think success works or progress works where if you don't have a female companion in the form of a girlfriend in college for example or in school that you're a loser because you know that's like the latest thing and it's happening very less the more you go into the regressed parts of our country uh like in a place where i'm staying like in that city yeah it's going to be a common phenomena kids dating in school even parents should be aware of it you go into smaller places in india and it's unheard of 
and the masses are not living in the urban areas the masses live all over india and it's a huge freaking country right so we have uh, all these guys where they all have access to instagram facebook everything in their mobile phones now because mobiles are there with everyone and uh, then one person or two people or you know certain guys have girlfriend in their school and you know that becomes like the most alpha category of guys that could be and you know you want to be like them because you think that is what makes you a man or like cool or stuff like that and that is why the validation seeking behavior begins and then it gets further ingrained and ingrained and ingrained into them and it gets hard sometimes to break that apart from their mentality but uh, yeah that's that's how it, it is a common phenomenon here for sure yeah no i mean listen i find i find that in america too you know there's definitely a lot of guys i work with who who get in the friend zone and it's definitely a big issue i just mm-hmm. i i really it's funny i i I admire the passion that I've seen from some of the Indian men because they use different words mm-hmm. than guys from either in the, in the West. You know, mm-hmm. they're 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 telling me how they're in love, like they're saying mm-hmm. those words, like I'm in love. Mm-hmm. I love this girl, and maybe maybe it's a um, a language barrier. I'm not sure. But... No, actually, it's not. Actually, <laughs> <Okay>. it's not. <laughs> That's the fucking sad part, right? Actually, it's not. When they say they're in love. they have an idea of love from what bollywood pictures have shown them from what bollywood movies have shown them that idea of love of them running in a garden when a song is playing in the background with the tabla and the flute and everything but that's not love it's just an infatuation and they don't know that it's even a simple concept such as a crush is not there in the vocab of you know everyone but love is in the vocab of everyone thanks to bollywood all right because that's what bollywood movies thrive on showing that you know male female union in every picture it's it's yeah, crazy hollywood man. too that's by the way hollywood oh, too yeah. <laughs> we want yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not just hollywood hollywood shows <laughs> a lot of a lot of you know oh god it's it's so it's really bad have you ever you, seen the movie you, um, you'll be you'll be sorry please go ahead no have you ever seen the movie she uh, what's it called she's just out of my league no but i've heard of it I mean basically this guy does literally everything wrong in the book and still gets a, a, a the most beautiful woman. <laughs> like everything wrong in the book and it's just like I hated it. I hate it. I was like yeah. this is what's wrong with Hollywood like showing this stuff it's like showing yeah. that oh you can just you know be your clumsy dumb beta unattractive yeah. self and and still get a woman and it's just so false. What were you yeah. going to say? I was going to say you'll actually be surprised of uh, not really Bollywood but how much of American politics that I follow. <laughs> I just love what's happening in your country all the time, man. Oh, it's one it's, it's the best entertainment you can get. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic, you know. It's, it's I know. insane. It's it's insane. But it's good fun. And it's it, I mean it's it's it funny stre- but it stresses in, me out. So I don't pay attention sh- to it. It doesn't yeah, enter- it doesn't entertain way, me. I'm in Chicago. In Illinois. All right, all right. So yes, I yeah. think Chicago also had riots recently. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's no good. It's yeah. no good. Yeah, no, the pol- politics don't entertain me. They yeah. they either bore me because it's just kind of like a lot of talk with nothing happening, yeah. or or a lot of drama that just frustrates me, and yeah. and then you don't even know if you're what you're you know all the different news out- outlets. A lot of them are either to to the far right or not far right, yeah. to the right or the left. 
Yeah. And and you just don't know what's true, what's not true. And it's hard to believe who's saying what. So yeah. I I actually don't focus on that. I really don't. Yeah. And, and you know, I get my headlines and I read what's going on, but yeah. I focus more on on things that I can control and things that make me happy and the people around me happy. And yeah. and of course, you know, I'm gonna vote and all that stuff, but it's just it's a lot of nonsense. But anyway, yeah. we're getting off track. Yeah, actually, I want to ask what's up with the what you're doing. Like, where where are you at now? Because I uh, know that you started obviously much before me. With the I, I I don't know if the YouTube channel is where you started. The YouTube. So it's interesting. A lot of people think I started a YouTube channel uh-huh. and then t- took off from there. Uh-huh. But really, it, that was not the case. I started coaching a few years before I even started the YouTube channel. Okay. So I was. Started coaching in 2000 and well, technically 2009, I was doing coaching, but it wasn't through the business. It was just I had another podcast before this called Dudes Talking About Chicks in 2009. So I've been giving advice for over 10 years. You, you, you like that title? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a good title. Yeah. You could still find episodes online. Uh, they were just posted on random to. websites. We, we should do, but, a, whenever, whenever you've got time next, we should do a session for my podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love yeah. to be in your podcast. Yeah. Thank you. No, yeah. podcasts are great. That's that's where I got started. And then and then I decided from the podcast that I wanted to do coaching. Yeah. And then after a couple of years, I started a YouTube channel that is no longer around that just wasn't what it needed to be in terms of giving the right advice. Mm-hmm. And it was more entertainment than it was advice. And I realized that's not the route I wanted to go. I wanted to go more mm-hmm. direct advice. So then I started mm-hmm. the YouTube channel in 2012. Mm-hmm. And then I started this podcast in 2015. Okay, and uh, been doing it ever since. Yeah, fantastic. So that's that's so, been my so very. This is, this is by the quick same journey. name, TripAdvice, the podcast. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, Trip. Oh, this yeah. What, 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 do you, what do you mean? Oh, this podcast. This yeah. This is yeah, the yeah. TripAdvice podcast. I just don't call it TripAdvice because mm-hmm. if I ever, which I thought about doing, but then mm. I realized that people would either think it's about travel and taking mm-hmm. trips. Because it's called trip advice, or they would have no idea what it is. So I decided to to call it exactly what it is and what it's about, which is how to talk to girls. So you mm-hmm. know that this is you know because Trip Kramer is not a uh, is not a big name. You know, like mm-hmm. Adam Carolla, Joe Rogan, uh, any celebrity can just start a podcast with their name on it, and of course they're going to know what to get. But I couldn't do that. I still couldn't do that. I have to do something that really that says to guys, this is what it's all about. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's where things are at. What's next for you? So basically, I did this divergence right between the brands between uh, who Sarath Kalra is that's gone into like a coach, speaker, and a lifestyle person, and the Freeman is like the place for all things masculinity and the dedicated space for men in the community, which is the brotherhood. We have a community called the Freeman Brotherhood where the aim is that, you know, guys don't have any ego or insecurity or competition amongst them. The focus has been on ever since I launched the platform last uh, year. Like I have no experience uh, in business and in India, it's uh, another cultural thing that normally what the family has been doing, the the sons also kind of go into that. But now it's not exactly completely like that. Now people do go their own way and, you know, do a different subject or a different profession. But uh, it's very, very common in the business world of things in India, where uh, it's normally businessmen's kids who would become businessmen. Because, you know, every culture here has a different way of looking at money. 
and that's another very fascinating topic but basically i had nobody to learn from because in my family they've all been in the services and launching this platform building it was a very very major challenge it's it was just like it broke my back literally after that now the focus for me is to stabilize it bring it to a place where it is growing at its own pace in a steady way and obviously social media is a big part of that because i haven't been ever looking at social media as you know that i'm a social media person or i'm a youtuber or i'm a creator because i just come and talk my heart out when i feel like it based on what i want to talk about i don't look at it that i have to you know put out three videos per week and stuff like that to keep the youtube algorithm happy and all that so but like we're trying to bring in that seriousness that's why we have a team now where you know things are being able to be looked after and i'm able to do more of what i should be doing and they are all you know supporting and doing what they can do in their own fields of expertise and the aim is to stabilize the platform you know sort it out add more content over there tomorrow i got a model landing here for uh, us to record a new course on body language and that's like the next thing which i'm going to put up on the university the tfm university because the first course i ever made was how to get out of the friend zone and it just went bonkers man like and i and i did it like such a novice like i did it like such a noob i made it such a manual system of you know the payments could still be digital but then you know they would send me a link and then we would verify and then we would give them a google drive link of the course it was uh, oh my gosh very ad hoc and it just fell apart because <laughs> yeah. when it sold out we had crazy demand and we sold a lot in 24 hours and then you know people couldn't get links and stuff and from there we came to you know building this online university which is something like teachable or udemy something like that it's been pretty great it's been a good experience i'm very very thankful to have like the support of my team and uh, we're all you know learning co because you know it's not like i have the capital to hire experts of all these fields so it's like all of us are learning together and supporting each other you know like my video editor has got his university exams going on right now because he's in college and uh, still work is going on but like it's a balanced life because he's been applying the concepts he's like part of the community from before and you know he ended up becoming part of the team so it's it's been a fantastic journey it's been really really great and that's the plan for now to stabilize that and then um, sarath kalra will go into more of uh, speaking data public speaking and stuff like that got it got it cool well listen yeah. where can guys uh find this course or this group if they mm-hmm. wanted to join the best thing is to like i had uh, my youtube channel which was originally only english videos but then i switched to doing hindi for the masses and then that just took off so now i created a brand new english uh, youtube channel so if they search my name they'll find both so if they search sarath kalra which is s i r h u d they'll find both the channels and uh, for the freeman platform it is the freeman.org and that's the website and they can find the rest of the stuff there got it cool well we'll put that information in the show notes sarhud sarhud Sar- right <laughs> sarhud 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 there yeah. we go thanks man thanks for coming on and i appreciate sure. your work and and what you're doing for and sure. i really enjoy speaking to you and just your advice and It's it's been it's been really cool to be able to finally connect with you in person and and here on the podcast. So thanks for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. Any last words you want to give to the guys listening? I mean, first of all, guys, this is actually uh, crazy because uh, you know Trip is somebody who I used to look at when I had started uh, my YouTube journey, 
And today I'm able to speak with him. So I'm grateful for that opportunity. And, you know, I think he's been doing a great job for you guys over the years. For those of you who've seen the YouTube uh, videos, I haven't, sorry, seen much of the podcast. That's my message to you guys uh, for trip. We'll get on a call soon if that's cool with you and discuss uh, a date for my podcast. And there uh, we're going to have a much, much longer conversation. And I'm going to interview you, brother. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. All what right. is it? It's uh, Isn't it Getting Naked with Sahud? Just naked with Sarhad, yeah. Naked, naked with, yeah, yeah, yeah. with Sarhad. I, I, so, I did it again. I, bu- I butchered your name again. Naked yeah. with Sarhad. There we go. And uh, cool, hopefully man. by the time I come to the next session of recordings for the podcast, I can sort out even the audio tech and all that stuff. Because, you know, I just wanted to start off and we started off and we got a good response. But we know we need to improve the audio because that's what matters a lot on the podcast. So yes. looking forward to all of that stuff also. But uh, I'm sure you're doing a great job for you guys. Your guys. Yes, yes, it's it's worked out so far. So, Fantastic. cool, man. All right. Well, be in touch. Thanks again. For Talk sure. to you soon. For sure. For sure. Good night from here. Bye bye. Good night. Yeah. Good night. <laughs>